Hi team, and what's the good news? The good news is today is Sunday, so we have another episode for you. Uh, this is episode 34, and we're going to pick up essentially where we left off last week, where where uh, Sasha was laying, Sasha, Josh, and Alice were all laying on the ground after a perceivable threat. We're going to rejoin Alice and her thoughts. One day, I hope I don't live like this. I want to be back in my bed. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for any of this, Alice says aloud. Alice's, Alice's boots were propped up on Josh, and her head rose and fall with Sasha's breathing, speaking softly as a cold desert air, air can carry sounds for miles. Like a lone truck stop in the desert, nothing for miles. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Them against the world, or it seems like it. Yeah. It seems like it, because it kind of is. Alice looked at the clear night sky, and the stars sparkled like diamonds. It made Alice seem small. Alice missed most of her life. Well, her life before Gorza. Alice, think, Alice thinks that her life may have been better off if she would have told him no when he, when he asked her out. If she wouldn't, uh, if she wouldn't have gone on dates with him. If she, if he was never in her life, she wouldn't be out here waiting for her next meal. Or waiting to be someone's next meal. Alice laid there in the middle of nowhere. Only the only people close to her were Josh and Sasha, and she was well happy. A little slice of heaven in the hellish life she's lived. No one knows what it's like to wake up in random places at random times, not knowing anything. Those are the things that most average people and average robots don't appreciate. These silly games that well now don't seem to matter much anymore. Like Vanessa Pyro, the investigator, she was nosy and always thinking Alice was hiding something. But Alice actually liked her, you know? But as fast as those thoughts came to mind, the devil's advocate came to mind too. We can't blame this all on Gorza, because if Vanessa hadn't turned us in, we wouldn't be out here either. So it seems like a systemic and societal failure. Thoughts like these frustrated Alice. The forever turmoil of the lone survivor. It seems like people just die around her. And honestly, that's the worst form. Is immortality. Watching everything that you love die. But in this time, this time right now, Sasha and with Sasha and Josh, it feels like home. Well, minus the walls, the house, the white picket fence, the grass, and everything else. But uh, she was happy. Slight grumbles, slight grumbles from Sasha's stomach reverberated or vibrated Alice's head. Almost in unison, Josh's stomach started grumbling too. This, uh, the, this let Alice know that both were awake and both heard what she was thinking, or heard what she was saying. <laughs> they nervously waited for nothing. Alice just got up and started walking down the road. Josh and Sasha laid there. Nervously, and after a few steps, Alice turned around. We can bake here in the sun, or we can walk to the next hotel, or hostel, or city, but we're going to die out here, and we're only going to get hungrier unless we go. This got, uh, this got Sasha and Josh up, and they trudged along behind her. After a few hours, only a few cars zipped by at too high a speed to hitchhike. Josh got more and more frustrated, at, frustrated as ahead was nothing, behind was nothing, to the left was nothing, to the right was nothing. 
And each step they took, it seemed like the city and where they were going was getting further and further away. After a few more attempts to flag down, flag down the zipping, the zipping tube cars, Josh cursed whatever gods he believed in. He was mad and hungry in general. And since Alice, or since Jenny was the one who got him into this, you know that's when he was screaming at or trying to. Uh, Josh kicked the dusty road. We're gonna die out here even before we get to the wall to fight our way through. This is really heroic. But Sasha, being the optimist. We'll think of something. We just need to have faith. But now Josh's rage was turned to Sasha, and Josh was in Sasha's face. Do you think faith is going to fill your grumbling stomach? Sasha looked down, and she feels the pains of hunger, too. You think faith is going to keep you alive out here? Josh waved his arm, showing showing how vast the area is. Josh took a deep breath and was ready to rip into Sasha some more. As he was... As he was the only one that she could, or that he could curse at, and get, a, and not fear for death. But before he unloaded his verbal vomit, Alice said, "What do you need to survive?" This caused Josh to stagger, but Josh was tired of his predicament and would, and would either quickly apologize or be dead. And for him, there was not much difference, because Josh was now on a roll. Well, we would need food. Well, at least to keep our stomach from growling. Mm-hmm. And Josh took that as keep going, and so he did. Well, we want we want you to help you, but but we need better clothes. And this was the first time that Alice looked at their clothes. You think that clothes make a person? Alice responded robotically. N- no. Well, 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 yes. Well, well, no. Well, it would help us feel better about the situation. Oh, okay. What else? Well, we need weapons. We need armor to assist you. We would need an army, an armory, when we'd need a crazy enough people to go against the current leadership because they're all asking for death. So I would like to enjoy myself for at least one night before all hell breaks loose. Uh-huh. Almost therapeutic-like was Alice's voice, kind of like therapy. Tell me, how does that make you feel? The neutral calm is one of the hugest slaps in the face when you're mad. And Josh got even more infuriated. But no, we're out here walking. We can't even take a checkpoint and steal our stuff and drive off into the sunset. You want to drive off in the sunset? Uh, you want to drive off in the sunset? This exacerbated Josh. Sure. If that means not starving to death, sure, let's do it. And I guess that made Jenny really mad. Because that's when the blade came out. Immediately, Josh raised his hand and started to apologize to show that he was not a threat. Jenny looked around and then charged straight for Josh. At this point, Josh was too tired, and he just mumbled, get it over with. Jenny Jenny charged, and Josh closed his eyes. The only thing Josh felt was a boot on his shoulder. It was Jenny. She was using him as a stepping stone or a springboard. She flipped through the air. It had nothing in particular that they can notice. With a little more effort, Jenny swung, Jenny swung her death blade, and bits of bits of meat and robotic parts seemed to just fall from the sky. A few seconds later, there was a pile of robot, a pile of robot and human, or robot and flesh. I don't know how, how much of that was human, but some might have been. And then Jenny collected all the pieces and used her used her blade to essentially field strip the meat. Excuse me. Use her, use her blade to field strip the meat. 
then use the chemicals from the from the robotic parts to cook the newfound meat. This all took place in about like five minutes, just like someone cooking fast food. Too fast for either human to understand. After it was done, Jenny offered them a piece of steak. They refused, but they did come closer as their stomachs drew them closer. Jenny then took a bite, and then uh, took a bite and swallowed it. And she acted like she was going to die, but quickly recovered, and she laughed. She she uh, extended the tray out to Sasha, and Sasha pains, and she gave in. She tried it. Oh my god, this is really good! And then the cutest voice ever. Yeah! Active camouflage is a rarity. That's what you're tasting. Essentially, it's free barbecue flavoring. Josh, Josh's stomach grumbled. Jenny looked over there. Aren't you hungry? Reluctantly, Josh released, reached for the meat and took a bite also. Normal, uh, well, as normal as the situation would allow. Josh's mouth was, Josh was having a hard time talking. What is this? How do you know where they are? Why didn't you come up with this sooner? As he swallowed another bite. Alice responded calmly. You ask a lot of questions for someone who doesn't know anything. It was like a switch had been flipped. And Alice was back to the stereotypical homemaker, the picturesque woman who was just naive and smiling, like she would at a little kid. But she went on. But since you insist they've been tracking us, but for most of the time they spend their time in the shadows, you can't get burned if the sun goes straight through you. And that's all I got for this week's episode. I do hope you like it. I want to give a special shout out to my two friends who have been a huge, or three friends who have gave me a huge help in this. Uh, thank you, Vince. Thank you, Chris. And thank you, Toby. You guys are all super amazing. And until next time, stay frosty, my friends.